What's up, everybody? Welcome to the JKR Podcast. My name is Jay Strigling. I'm going to be your host. Let's get into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. And here we go. It is the 11th episode of the JKR Podcast. My name is Jay Shrigling, and I'm the host. Today, we've got two episodes coming out for you. First one, we've got Lucas Deck. Then, the second episode, we've got Jeff Duzan coming on to discuss the NFL drafts. However, in this episode with Lucas, we discuss a little bit about his podcast, Deck Chat. Might want to check that out. I know he's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. He's got Instagram if you want to check that out. Talk a little bit about whether or not college is worth it. You might be a little surprised than what I think on that. Um, a little bit about real estate, um, his goals with that, Luke's goals after college, and then we get into a little bit of my goals. So let's dig into it. All right, here we go. Lucas Deck, how are you doing today? Um, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, bro? Doing pretty awesome gotta say but let's start off let's introduce yourself a little bit and then we'll get into some questions all right so my name is Lucas Deck um I play college basketball at Indiana Tech this year I redshirted um I'm doing a four-year bachelor's degree for business administration and I just been working on a bunch of different ventures podcasts I got some businesses social media influencer YouTube all that good stuff um just trying to motivate a lot of people and do what I love so that's about all right it. So let's get into the podcast a little bit called Deck Chat. You started that, what, about a year ago? Yeah, so it was like right when the first quarantine happened after we got out of school. So it was like March, April 2020, somewhere in there. All right, so what got you interested in starting one? Initially, I just wanted to, like, help motivate people. And because, like, most people around where I'm from, so, like, northern Indiana, there's not a lot of people that are like really like inspiring and motivated. So I wanted to be that person for others. And also it was also at first it was to make money. But as I started doing it, I realized that the money wasn't like it didn't matter to me. So I just wanted to help as many people as I could. And a podcast is like the best way to do that because you can reach out to a lot of people. Yeah. So what were some of the things you were talking about through some of the episodes? Yeah. So the first one, I believe it was like having people so like people were being lazy during quarantine like they were like all right we got all this time off i'm just gonna chill at home and like it just like made me mad personally so i kind of targeted those type of people and i got a bunch of like people saying how much like i helped them like how they're just watching netflix and they decided to work out outside because all the gyms were closed like it was so easy to be lazy when quarantine happened like you had all the excuses in the world and but my favorite episodes for sure will probably be episode five and ten Episode five, I talked about comparison because when you compare yourself to others, comparison is a theft of joy. Like you don't, you aren't grateful for what you have when you're comparing it to what other people have because you're on different chapters of your own life and different pages. And then episode 10, I talked about haters. Um, For me personally, I've been like my whole life, basically I've met people like not like me or naysayers and like. I think I'm a good person and stuff. So like, yeah, it gets to me sometimes, but you got to realize like there's nothing wrong with you. There's something wrong with them. If all, if they don't even know you personally and they're just saying stuff about you. So I really kind of dug deep into the core values there and kind of like, instead of focusing on why, like what 
I was doing wrong, focusing on why they are like targeting me, like hating on me. And that really opened up my eyes and my perspective. Yeah. I was I was looking through it a little bit. I haven't gotten the chance to listen to all of them yet because I honestly just got into listening to podcasts, honestly, when I started this one. But there's a few that in pretty that intrigued me quite a bit. Um, like the five best passive income sources and then whether or not people should go to college. Those are two that I thought were um were pretty interesting. I haven't gotten the chance to listen to them yet, but they're on, yes, they're definitely so well. on my list. So I haven't recorded a single episode this year. I, my last one I posted, was I think it was December 5th, 2020. And I was just, I needed better equipment. So and I got everything I need right now. So I'm excited. I'm ready to go. That's why I haven't recorded anything this year. I got okay. a, one of my friends, he uh, he makes music. So I got like all, like all his equipment that he didn't want. So I got a really good mic, uh, stand, like everything. So I'm good to go. I'm really excited. I got a bunch of topics. Basically, I've been holding it in for four months now. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Yeah, that's what that's. I'm scheduled out until about September right now, and then um, like I'm gonna take like I don't know four month break, and in that four month break, I'm gonna try to like rebrand, get a new logo, get some new equipment because right now I'm just doing it on the phone. So, I'm, yeah, that's what that's what I was doing until whenever I just whenever I get time to record another one. But yeah, it's fun for sure. Like you said, like I didn't really listen to podcasts until I started one. So it was just kind of weird because it's like I never listened to podcasts before until I started making them, and I was like, now I gotta make people listen to my podcast when it's like, yeah, it's it's just no, no. Yeah, at first I just started listening to be like getting some ideas on like how to bring people in or how to bring people like how to like like introduce people, how to do all that stuff. But now I'm starting to learn. Like I'll look up just like agent names, so like Scott Boris, and I'll just listen to every podcast he's ever been in, just get knowledge that way. But what are some of the what are some of the topics you plan on discussing once you get started this for season two? Yeah, so basically, yeah, I mean, last year I recorded, I believe it was ten, I think it was eleven episodes last year. So this year I'm trying to get ten at least. Um, I really like the weekly basis, but sometimes life just gets to you and you're not able to do that. But um, yeah, so my favorite ones for sure are going to be um, the college topic: should you go to college or not, and then like the passive passive income ideas i'm probably going to do a lot of those episodes just because they're really interesting and it might yeah. spark somebody's curiosity and but yeah that college one is a really good question because i feel like right now in our generation that's like a really controversial topic because really basically i guess you only have two options after school and they make it seem like you either work in a factory forever or you go to college and work until you're 60 when that's not even the case yeah, yeah I'm, I, gonna, I'm gonna dive deep into that like like me and you are pretty we're pretty entrepreneurial so we have really good perspective on that type of stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Because like I like you said, like a lot of people think it's either college or bust, really. And like personally going to college, I think the complete opposite of what most college students think. I think college, for the most part, unless you're going for a job that's like a doctor, lawyer, stuff like that, like college might not be worth it if you don't have a plan to go with it. Oh yeah, most definitely. Like even me, like like, I feel like, like you said, like, if unless you're going to be, like, a doctor, engineer, like, there's, I re- honestly, I really think college is a, a scam by, like, the government and, like, the yeah, states. Yeah, 100%. Like, that, like, like, the reason, sorry, go ahead. No, you can go, you can go. All right, like, the reason I'm here in college is, uh, well, networking, of course, because in the sports industry, that's all it is. And um, IU has the number one, uh, not number one, number four sports management program in the nation. But um, Major League Baseball, the um, NFL, um, they require like certain degrees, which I think is kind of bullshit. But I mean, you have to do what you got to do. 
So that's one of the main reasons I'm in school. Yeah, for sure. And I just don't understand, like, the, like there's just some things in school that are pointless. Like, I mean, I'm going for, like, I understand it in middle school and high school, but, like, there's no reason I still have to be doing, like, language arts and stuff. Like, I know how to read and yeah. write. Yeah, I know. Like, it's so dumb. Like, uh, we had a theme this year for my English class, and it was about monsters. Like, how the hell is that going to help me in life? Like, <laughs> no, it like, makes no ne- sense. Next year, it's like, next semester, I'll, we'll be sophomores in college, and I'm literally taking a class about Harry Potter. Like, yeah. it's like a humanities class. It's like, dude. Yeah. I have a solar system class coming up. Makes no sense. No, literally. I don't know. But, yeah, I definitely think it's a scam. But thankfully and gratefully with sports scholarships and academic scholarships and just something like I've worked hard for it and I'm grateful. I'm be, like, I'm going for free. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to complain because there's people going in like a lot of debt and I'm yeah. going for free and I'm saying this stuff, but like, it's just like my point of view because that's just how I feel about it. Like, yeah, I, really, I don't, I'm virtual right now and next year I'll probably be a commuter, but I'll live in the city. I'll probably live in Fort Wayne. But like, like you said, the networking part, like that aspect is like the most important part for me because the academic part, I don't really need to learn like, the stuff I'm learning, it needs to be, like, business, not, like, math and language arts. So, like, those classes don't really spark my curiosity. So, I'm kind of, like, in an odd spot with those. Yeah, like, I just wish they would make it more based on your interests. That way you that way you get knowledge in the fields that you need to. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, there's no reason, like, you, you don't have to take a solar systems class to be a sports agent. Like, I just yeah. don't understand. Yeah, like, I took one I took one eight-week class just last fall with an agent, and I learned more in that – I learned more in per class than I did almost each – like, in the semester. <laughs> like, it was just two hours of the guy talking, and I learned more in that two hours than almost the whole semester. That's what I'm saying. We don't need to be getting taught stuff that we can look up. Like, yeah. I just don't understand. Yeah. So you're going for business administration. So obviously you're an entrepreneur, but like, what are some things that you want to get into? Yeah, correct. So at Indiana Tech, it's they kind of their majors weird. So you have a major and you don't have, it's not called, they have minors, but like they, this isn't called a minor. It's called like a core focus. So you have like a certain amount of credits you have to do for business administration. And then you have like eight credits of like entrepreneurial type classes. And so the core focus is being like entrepreneurial studies. And I personally believe that you can't teach entrepreneurship. I think you are, you either have it in your DNA and genes or you just aren't one. Like yeah. you can't, you can't just be taught the skills. Like you have to, it's just in you. It just has to be the light just has to spark. Yeah. But yeah. So for the business administration part, the goal is to get out of college, graduate in four years, maybe get a master's. I don't think it'll be worth it though. I don't even like, like, I'm not even a big fan of college. So I don't know why I'd go stay and get a master's degree. Yeah. But um, if it's worth it, I definitely will. But if I don't see the potential value in it, I probably won't. But yeah, I'll work for a little bit. The goal is to get somewhere out of college and at least be making 80000 plus a year. But, and then after that, basically work for five to 10 years doing something I really enjoy doing and making a lot of money. And most important part is I want to be doing what I want to do be happy and make a lot of money while I'm helping others. Yeah. Because if you're not helping others and you're not really benefiting yourself, you're not going to be good in the mental spot. Yeah. And so basically keep like invest and save basically all of as much as I can, like literally live, like, like literally spend as little as possible. And then what we're going to get, what we're going to get into later about the real estate part, but the goal is to raise the funds and then, it's called wholesaling. So, um, <laughs> excuse me. 
So what you do is like you're not like a real estate agent, but so you find property that's kind of like run down, and then you get it under contract and you flip it to an actual house flipper, and then you just get the difference. So say you get a house for seventy thousand and it's worth like one ten, and you can flip it to the investor for seventy five thousand, make five thousand, and then they can flip it for however much. Let's say it needs like ten thousand repairs, they get their ten k in repairs, and then they put it on the market and then they get like $25,000. So yeah, so there's wholesaling, there's renting, and then there's flipping. So the goal is to do all of them eventually, but I can't, like I'm only yeah. I'm only 19, so I don't have the funds to be able to flip yeah. houses right now. So I'm kind of, like I'm in a tough spot because I'm trying to rush myself. And like, I got to realize like we're literally still kids technically, even though we're adults. Yeah, like, we're so young. Like we don't have, like we're not working eight hours a day every single like week of the year so like, i just have to slow down and be a little bit more patient but yeah, yeah the goal is thing. to retire in like my 30s all right you can yeah, go that's... my bad for cutting you off oh no you're good that's just that's just one thing i struggle with too is like i'm trying to rush everything trying to get stuff done and i don't realize that i'm still just 19 because well i mean on top of that for real estate i also want to get into real estate i haven't really ever looked into wholesaling i had to i was going to ask you later on what wholesaling was so you, you obviously explained that but um, eventually, once I start getting a, get a full time job and just have that extra income, I want to eventually get into how like renting. That's one thing my parents have always done is just the Burr method. So mm-hmm. that's one thing I've always wanted to get into. Um, I've talked to a lot of friends about it. I want to eventually start my own company somewhere. Um, I've talked to my I've actually I I go on Willow quite a bit just around here in Bloomington, and I've been trying to talk my parents into. Uh, buying a, a rundown house, fixing it up, and start renting it because I mean, places to rent are don't. Um, there's a lot of people who are looking to rent here in Bloomington. It's all it's crazy, and there's just so many rundown houses. And I'm like, oh, I, like I'll take a picture, I'll send it to my mom and dad, I'll give them like my idea, but they're just not really into it right now. Yeah, I mean, in college cities, so like when I do it, the goal is to do like I was actually thinking about it's Bloomington, West Lafayette, Muncie, and. I wouldn't say Notre Dame just because I don't know. I just feel like they're weird, but those three for sure. And then Indy because Indy, you have so many colleges. You have IUPUI, UND, you have Marion. What else? Indiana Wesleyan, Butler. There's yeah. just, that's five off the top of my head that I can just think of. And like, there's obviously so many students that go to college. So I feel like college towns and cities would be a major spot just because you don't even have to flip them. You just got to rent them out, and that's easy cash flow. And like, it yeah. doesn't have to be super nice. Like these kids are. 18 to 25 years old like they don't really care they just need somewhere to sleep like yeah. i mean i had i had a friend's house that flooded the other day i mean those houses are <laughs> nice i mean yeah. but they're, they're still living there yeah all right so let's talk a little bit about some other things you've been involved i know you started a t-shirt company i know you do a lot of stuff on tiktok so what are all what's all that about all right so yeah the t-shirt thing this was so i tore my acl the second time in like a cup a week before the first game of my senior year so I was down bad pretty for a little bit, and I got a lot of time on my hands. So I was, like, looking up side hustles, things to do. And I came across this channel. His name's Bia Heza, and he's, like, a – he's a little bit older than us, but he, like, does a bunch of side hustles and stuff. And he said something about, like, a drop shipping e-commerce T-shirt store. And I was like, all right, this seems pretty dope. So I binge-watched a couple of videos, and I was like, oh, I, can, I can definitely do this. So that's when I started Dex Design. So what it was – so I used this company – it's an online site it's teespring.com and what i would do is i would go on there make a shirt on their platform and then save it in like my inventory 
And then what I did is I went and bought a site off GoDaddy, made it DexDesigns.store. And then I would upload the t-shirts, the images onto that site. And then people would go to the Dex Design site, order them. And then I would go to Teespring, type in their address, and then buy the shirt and ship it to their house. And then I would make the difference. Okay. See, I thought it was, I thought it was something like you designed the shirts and you did it yourself. So, yeah. So I didn't like physically make the shirts, but I did all those designs were mine. Like all those ideas. I, I did them on the computer, like Photoshop, everything. But like, I didn't like have like a cotton t-shirt in my room and like did like a, like a print on it. Okay. Okay. I see what you mean. So you do, you do like logos and stuff like that. Yes. So like, or images. Um, there's actually some, that got copyrighted, so I was kind of spooked, but it was all good in the end. Yeah, because I know I know I hit you up a few times and had you make me like just custom shirts just for the design because mm-hmm. I was uh, like working on player presentations. Yeah, and that I just knew you from that. But what about TikTok? I know like you. I seem like yeah. it seems like you're pretty popular on there. Yeah. So right now, this is a long story. So I'm gonna get started at the beginning. Everything started basically last year during quarantine. It was literally right before COVID hit. Me and my family went down to watch IU play against Nebraska in the Big Ten tournament, the last college game of the year, and no one knew it. And we were down there, and it was just – my friend was telling me about doc, this doc – like, uh, what's the movie called? Cat in the Hat, when the dude was, like, putting Germex on his hands and, like, rubbing it together. And he was like, that's how I feel about COVID. And it was like a light bulb, like, went off above my head. I was like, I'm going to post this on TikTok. So I went to YouTube and screen recorded that part of the movie. And I put it on TikTok and it was like, COVID got me like, and it was this dude, this squirting hand sanitizer. <laughs> and I like, right now to me, it's not funny, but like then it was pretty funny to me. Yeah. And I, po- I posted it on two different pages of mine that I had. Cause I had a Dex Designs one and a personal one. Okay. And the Dex Designs one got 12K views in like two hours. So I was like, this is pretty dope. And the other one only had like 200 or something. So I was like, that kind of sucks. But yeah, so we went home after the game. I woke up and it was like at a million on my personal page. I was like, Wow. I was like, like, I was like, dude, I was like speechless. I didn't know what to do. I was like, this is crazy. And like, it just kept going up and up and up. And my phone was blown up. And right now it's sitting at 3.9 million views. And that's right now is my most famous video. I have a couple, I have one with 500,000. I got like five pretty viral videos. Yeah. So, so yeah. what, what type of things do you post on there? Yeah. So at first I, so Dex designs, I'm done with that now. So I'm strictly on the personal page. So like at first I would just, I didn't post at all after that. I went viral. I didn't know what the post, I didn't even know what TikTok was. I literally downloaded it, posted that video and like left the app. I, I didn't know how to use it. It was like, it was crazy. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't post. So I posted that in March. So April, May, I didn't post again until June. So three months later I posted again. And like, I just didn't know what to post. I wasn't really into it. And then Right now, I'm sitting at 13.7 thousand followers, uh, half a million uh, likes. I'm almost, but the bad thing is, so many people reported my videos. Is I got off the creator fund, so I have to email TikTok and try to get that sorted out because, like, I was getting paid per view by them, yeah. which is kind of dope. Like, I made uh, $78 and some change, and thankfully, I do get that money still. But it just kind of sucks because I was actually having fun. But the content was basically like just stuff going on in my life, like really relatable stuff or stuff that I thought was relatable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after I just started using trending sounds and just like 
being more myself is when I had the most fun and went the most viral. So if people want to start posting on TikTok, I would say it's cliche, but be yourself, use the trending sounds, make sure the quality is high content. And that's basically the top three, I would say. Yeah. So what are some other been on or you plan to be on after you graduate college or even now? Yeah. So um, I'm sure there's going to be more things in the future with new technology and stuff, but so right now I have the podcast, I have Elevation Properties, which is a real estate. Um, I would count TikTok because hopefully my account gets back on. But, and then after that, there's this app I'm working on. It's a new project of mine. I've been keeping it low key. So this would be like the first time people really know about it, but yeah. it's called Soul Boost, S-O-U-L, and then Boost, like Boost. Okay. And so it's like an addiction uh, ending platform that gives the person so it's like it'll be like an ios or android app so you download it from the store make an account log in and it'll basically have like all, every addiction possible and it'll give them resources to it'll use like geographical data and give them resources to like local say they're alcoholics it'll give them to like local aa meetings uh counselors nearby stuff like that and it'll be like little courses and like motivational things and like hope quotes like daily quotes um, but yeah, that's the project. I'm not going to rush that. I got, I'm going to wait on that for a little bit longer, but I would say after college, that'll probably be one of my biggest priorities along with the real estate company. Yeah. So, um, what do you plan on doing as a job, like as an initial income besides one of your side hustles? Correct. So, um, right now I have a couple careers in mind. One of them is a healthcare administrator. The other one's like a top um, level executive at like a fortune 500 company just those two right now specifically are pretty interesting to me but for me I don't I'm not one of those people that want to work forever like I want to be retired and live off strictly like real estate and stock yeah. investments and dividends by the time I, I'm at least 35 at the latest at okay. the early at the earliest 30 but yeah, I just want to grind right now so I can basically have the rest of my life to myself because I'm not going to work. Because like for us, we're screwed with inflation. Like we probably won't ever be able to retire anyway, I'm assuming. Like because it's already like 65 right now. And like there's no way it's it's going to be like 80 for us if we even can retire. Yeah. So I'm basically just like investing a lot of my money right now into stocks. Um, I focus on long-term ETFs, the safest route, they average a 8% return, annual return. Um, and that's just the average you can have more. So I basically have a, a lot, a lot of my money in stock investments. I don't day trade. I don't do anything really risky. I'm pretty safe about my money. Um, I, yeah, want so, to grow, I, want, I want it to grow at the safest rate at the fastest rate as possible. Yeah, that's why I'm, I invest a lot into like the long-term companies. So as an Apple, Microsoft, even Tesla, I'm like a big believer in Tesla. I think even though I don't like electric cars, I think that is the future. So yeah. those are three big companies that I've invested in. Yeah. So for me, I have a, I'm not going to go through them, but the main ones, like you said, so I got Apple, Tesla, Facebook, Microsoft. And then I have some, since Biden won the election, I got some green energy stocks. So I think it's called Domingo. And that'll be a long-term hold, especially if he gets reelected. But yeah, so basically all of my individual stocks, I'm going to hold at least until like I'm at least till I'm 40 or 50. And then I opened up a Roth IRA last year in 2020. 
So that's my retirement account. So a majority of my money goes in there and then the rest goes into individual um, stocks and companies that I really believe in. Like I don't invest in any like tobacco companies yeah, or, or like alcohol companies, stuff like that, because I don't believe in it. And marijuana is kind of iffy because there's pros and cons to it. And it is the future. I think it'll be legal everywhere soon, but I don't invest in anything that I don't believe in, even if it would make me money. Like I don't invest in anything that goes against my more morals or values. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, like I said, I don't believe in like the, I I mean, I do believe in electric cars. I just don't prefer them, but I'm invested in Tesla and Neo. I don't know if you've ever heard of Neo. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Chinese Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one thing I just heard is general motors by 2025, they're going to be all electric. So I'm not really sure what to do with that. Cause at one point I had quite a bit of money in general motors, but it's just um, touchy because people now, since Tesla's rising up and you have companies like Neo and like everything's going to be electrical soon. Like everybody knows that like we can't run on gasoline forever. Yeah. Like we can't use a non-renewable resource forever. And like, I believe in climate change, like in that stuff. So like, I'm not a big fan of like those huge diesel trucks and stuff like rolling coal and whatever, but yeah. it's like, I'd rather have green energy vehicles just because there's so much better for the environment, but then there's also downsides to them as well. So, I mean, it's controversial. Everyone has their own opinion, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know, I know it's, I know green energy is way better for the planet. I just like, I just like the General Motors Denali's, the charge, the Dodge chargers. I just like those type of vehicles, but. Oh no, I feel you on that, but they can, Uh, they can probably design them so they can be electric. You know what I mean? Because like they were so focused on them being gasoline that they didn't really even try to make them electric. Yeah, it all just it always depends what happens these next ten years or so. Yeah, but um, so what are some other things that motivate you? I mean, you seem like you're one of the most motivated people that I know. Right. So, I would say, growing up, it would have definitely have been people not believing in me. Like it started off in eighth grade when I was some people that I think I'm gonna start varsity, and they're like, like there's no way I was in like. I was literally five six my fr- our freshman year, and I weighed 120 pounds. And I was telling people, like, oh, I think I'm going to start varsity. And they looked at me like I said something crazy. And, like, no one believed it except for myself. And I did eventually. Um, six games in, I that's when I first started. Um, and then my sophomore – or also our sophomore year, I tore my left ACL, and I missed – the last couple games of the season in sectionals I was out the whole summer my junior year is by far pretty good Um, I didn't really have many injuries but then a week before our first game of my senior year I tore my ACL again and I would say those two things really impacted me because if you've never loved a sport and it was like basically your life and it got taken away from you and you had no control over it I would say it's hard to relate, but for me, those were some of my darkest times that I've been through mentally and physically, just because you go from being a really good top tier confident athlete to barely being able to walk and having to have people help you like go to the bathroom and shower. And like, it really gets you mentally down in a dark, deep spot. And it really takes, like, you got to have some balls to be able to dig yourself out of it by yourself because really no one can help you except yourself. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so another thing I want to talk about was Alex Smith, the Washington quarterback. He retired this year, like, couple, like, like two days ago. Yeah. He broke, he broke his leg. And, like, 
eye, he had 17 surgeries. Like, he almost lost his leg and his life. And, like, that is, like, super inspiring because I want to say I complain about my knee injuries. But it, but to myself, it's like, what would have happened if they didn't happen? But then I see him and he did that. And I didn't hear any, like, I didn't hear him complain or anything. No news outlet said he's complaining or he's hurt or he's injured. Like, he's complaining about it. So it's just like, I don't know. It's just like a really cool story because like he literally almost lost his leg in his life and yet he still played a whole full season of football. Yeah. It's it's crazy what some people can do. It's crazy what you can do once you actually believe in yourself. Yeah. Um. So uh, just to end it off, let's talk a little bit about um your college. So college basketball. So you play for Indiana tech and you said you registered this year, but what, what was this season like, like being on the bench, cheering on your guys, and just getting the college basketball experience. Yeah, so this year, weird for everyone, the COVID-19 stuff, all that stuff. So I'll start off, it was my senior year. I got my first offer from Great Lakes, and then I got one from DePaul, IU Kokomo, Indiana Tech. And once I got one from Indiana Tech, I was like, I'm pretty sure it was like three days later, I committed. I went to a game, and I was like, I'm going to commit. So I committed there, and this was before I was injured. So the plan was to play varsity, not like start, but I'd get like a decent amount of minutes for a freshman. Yeah. Uh, but then I got hurt, and then uh, I couldn't really do anything during the summer and all that stuff in the spring. So we came down in the fall, and they couldn't have, and I was gonna redshirt. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna redshirt this season. So on the bench, I couldn't go to the games because of COVID. They wanted to limit the exposure. Oh, uh, okay. So I had to, like, watch them on, like, line and stuff, which kind of sucked, but it is what it is. And – but, yeah, they're really good. We have a really good squad. We're really young. Our best – all of our core players were juniors this year, so they're seniors now. Um, we got a pretty good freshman class coming in, and our class, which would be the sophomore grade, there's a pretty good kid from Michigan, and there's a huge – there's a tall kid. He's, like, almost seven foot. He's super – he's super tall. They're in right? They play teams like St. Francis and Bethel. Yes. So they're in the the um so St. Francis and the Crossers League, we're in the WAC. So we don't we only play St. Francis like non conference games, but yeah, we do play schools like that. Okay. And the difference between like NAIA and like D three is I honestly don't know why there's a difference, but D three can't offer athletic scholarships. Like yeah, you can go play sports there, but like you don't get like any money for, from that uh, sport. Yeah, talent-wise, talent it's about the same, you would say, yeah. right? I would say, honestly, low – I would say mid mid and low D2 is what about what NAIA is, honestly. Okay, so a little bit higher than D3. Yeah. All right, so what was the recruiting process like? When did you get your first offer, and what was all that about? All right, yeah, so my freshman year, I was contacting colleges, sophomore year message them no one would respond back and I was like all right I got to do something different so the summer I got like the summer after I tore my ACL the first time I was like all right I got to lift like I got to start working out I was like I'm pretty skinny so I got in the gym basically I lived at the Kendallville YMCA like I'm not even kidding like I went there literally every single day for like at least three hours each time like it was crazy yeah but um yeah, so I would say that helped me out a lot. And I got my first offer in the fall of our senior year. I believe it was September, October. I uh, messaged this school in uh, Michigan, Great Lakes Christian College. And I was like, I sent them the thing that I send the schools. And they're like, yeah, we'd love to offer you. And, like, that's 
like if that was like the best feeling I've ever felt in my life. Like it's it's just like like you did it. Like you work so hard for something and you finally get the opportunity to do it. So that was a great feeling. It was, it was a blessing. And then like a week or two later, I went on a visit to DePaul. Down, it's like down south. It's I'm pretty sure it's south of Bloomington. Yeah, it is. I, it's like in between. It's in between IU and I and USI or Southern Indiana. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty south. Really good campus. Really great school. And then IU Kokomo said I could come on there on a full ride. And then Indiana Tech offered me. And I'm a homeboy, so like I get homesick pretty easy. Yeah. So I decided Indiana Tech would be the best bet for me because it's closer and it's in the city. And I'd rather go live in Fort Wayne than like a random country town down south Indiana where I don't know anybody. Yeah. But yeah. Where isn't is Kokomo that's north of Indy, right? Yeah, so it's like uh in between Fort Wayne and Indy. Okay. So what so Fort Wayne was obviously closer for you? Yeah. Yeah, Fort Wayne's only like forty five minutes from me. Yeah. And since so, I'm virtual since I'm virtual I don't so it's not really a big deal. Yeah. So I see a lot of you and your Central Noble boys have been uh, training with DJ McCall. What's that about? Like, how'd you guys get connected? Yeah. So my junior year, we had an assistant coach. His name's Casey Adams. He runs a AAU program out of Fort Wayne called Team Focus. And there's some boys on the program from Central Noble that play for Team Focus. And DJ McCall uh, was playing for the Mad Ants. And their season, unfortunately, this year because of COVID, got canceled for the G League. So he was basically stuck back home in Fort Wayne for months. So he decided to partner up with Casey and work out with Team Focus kids and run some workouts. And I was at the PAL Center, which is – it's like the police rec league that they have in Fort Wayne. And I didn't know who he was, honestly. I was in there for a couple of weeks, and I didn't know who he was. I just know he was a tall dude that was just dunking so easy. Yeah. I was, like, I was like, I know he is not in college. I was like, there's no way he's in college. So then – I was just scrolling social media one night and I saw someone post about him and I saw it was him. So then I DM'd him. I was like, I want to work out with you, bro. And then we got a couple of good workouts in. He's a really good dude. Probably one of the best people I've met. He's pretty humble for being a really good D1 player and playing. He is a he is a professional player. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure his goal is to get healed up and then go play overseas, which would be pretty dope because he's a really good kid. He deserves it. Yeah, he was actually the first athlete I talked to in terms of like being an, an intern, not an intern at an agency. So um, I was there the day that he tried out for the Mad Ants. Me and my boss, we went to the Mad Ants open tryouts. He was there, and she goes, "Hey, go go talk to that guy DJ. We know him pretty well. Well, like go like say like, oh, you're from Capture Sports Agency, and reach out to him. So like, I, I mean, I'm nervous. I'm really nervous. I walk down the stairs, walk straight up to him shake his hand, tell him who I am. And we just have a great conversation. I was like, this guy's, this guy's a humble dude, like uh, pretty genuine. And um, at the time I was actually deciding in between IUPUI, which where he went to school and then IU. So he was telling me all the pros and cons to IUPUI. And like, it was just a, like a normal conversation, like not even agent wise. And then we got talking about capture sports agency. And at the time he was represent, represented by another agent. So that didn't work out, but I've always stayed in close, not close contact, but I've kind of just uh, stayed in touch with them throughout the past two years. And I actually reached out to him about a month ago and he's going to be on the podcast here in about two weeks. Yeah, dude, he's a, he's a really good dude. He's probably one of the best people I've met. Like he's really easy to talk to, especially for being someone that could be so cocky and like ignorant and arrogant, yeah. but he's really, he's really cool. But yeah, he deserves uh, everything. He's really good. Uh, academically too 
he graduated four years. I'm pretty sure he got a computer science two years on. Yeah, he's pretty smart too. Yeah, I think he was like a, he was a, like he graduated before his four years were up. I believe he told me. Yeah, I, I might be wrong, but I think that's what he said. No, I think you're right. I'm pretty sure he graduated early. Yeah. So what that team focus team that has like Connor Osijin, Jackson it did have Jackson Paul, right? Yeah. So Jackson Paul was on the 21 team with Landon and uh, Luke McClure, um, Sawyer and Braden Bontrager were on that team as well. But um, yeah, that 21 team is pretty good. Connor. Uh, is on the 22 team with, like, Logan Guard, Ryan Schroeder. But this year he's playing for Indiana Elite. But I'm pretty sure Team Focus and Indiana Elite, like, combined or something. Okay. Something something happened with them. So I think they're, like, in the same – they're, like, a subsidiary, I think, of Indiana Elite now. Okay, yeah, because Indiana Elite's the, one of the best AAU programs in Indiana because they had, like, Luke Goody, yeah. Trey Galloway, yeah. Lander, all those guys. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Romeo might have played for them one summer, I think. Yeah, or, well, Indiana, uh, Indiana or is, Finnessy. Finnessy definitely played for him. Okay, yeah, because Indiana Elite's what brought our three freshmen here to IU last year because they were all three teammates and yeah. they all teamed up again in college. It'll be Indiana Elite's top tier. It's like Indy Heat and Indiana Elite are like the top two in Indiana. And yeah. usually, once you get on those, get on one of those squads, you're probably gonna go to a D1 school. Yeah, even yeah, Connor has a bunch of offers. Like he'll go basically wherever he wants to go. Yeah, I saw that it was what at the end of his sophomore year he was getting offers from like. PFW or some of those mid-major D1s? Yeah, so, like, right now, I think his two best ones right now were uh, Belmont and Lipscomb because they they go to the tourn- March Madness tournament, like, every year. I don't think Belmont and Lipscomb went this year, but usually they're they're in it. Yeah, I mean, is a great player. I, just from watching him a few games, like, he can, he can shoot it from anywhere on the side of the half court. No, literally, yeah. It was fun. I've only played with them for one year, but, yeah, it was definitely fun the year I got to. Yeah. It was just it was just so fun being able to pass it to him or Ridley and having one of them make a three. It was yeah. just really fun. Yeah. The Northeast Indiana's had some good players the past few years. And it just it sucks kinda of because most of those people they play each other in the sectionals, so like they don't really yeah. get far. Yeah, like that one year, uh that two, it was a two way sectional with you guys, Busco and like Charlie Yoder and Westview. It was crazy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the last like six years in that sectional thirty five have been tough. I wish we were in Lakeland sectional. Yeah, probably Lakeland's won, isn't probably that would have won that. Probably would have won that one pretty easy. Yeah, I mean Lakeland's not that great at <laughs> basketball, but all right. So, anything else you want to talk about before we hop off? Um. Yeah. So, like, what do you want to do with like as a sports agent? Like, like, what's your goal with that? Yeah. So, um, like I said, uh, baseball is the sport I I really want to get into. I know I'm still three or four years out. So that might change because, but I would say a year ago at this time, my sport I want to do was basketball, but I've really realized I'd say over the past year that baseball is the sport that I'm just just most passionate about. Like I can go watch a baseball game. I could go watch 10 baseball games in one day and I'd I'd still love it. Mm -hmm. And um, one major thing that major league baseball has fallen behind in is player marketing. So if you look at the NFL, NBA, like they'll have bench guys who are, like they're celebrities. Well, I mean, yeah. major league, base, I, I know major league baseball yeah. guys are celebrities too. But just the way that the NBA and NFL markets their players compared to the MLB, it's just head and shoulders over the MLB. So that's one thing I want to get into is, of course, being an agent, you have to negotiate contracts and that stuff. But a lot of things agents have been doing in like the past five years is like getting big into the marketing of their own players. 
And that's just one thing I want to change in Major League Baseball. So hopefully I'd say the goal in 10 years, I'll have a few guys in the Major Leagues and I'm just marketing them way better than um, all the other agents because Major League Baseball, a lot of their agents are a lot older. A lot of these younger agents seem to be going to the NBA, NFL, and Major League Baseball is just being left behind in all the, like, the new generation. So I feel like I could bring – I could be, like, one of those guys from the younger generation to bring in and just bring a new game plan into representing athletes. No, yeah, I like that. Something to touch up on is, like, I could go down the street right now and, like, you could put five uh, MLB players and I couldn't tell you who they are. But, like, you take me to somewhere else, like NBA, NFL, I could probably name them for you. Like, yeah, and there's, the NFL, they're celebrities, like, but they're not, like – really famous like i don't know it's hard to explain yeah like, like I, I mean even like mike trout he should be he should be marketed way better than what he is no literally like i like obviously i know who mike trout is but like if you put a hat on him had him walk downtown indianapolis i i doubt you people wouldn't even know who he was unless they yeah. really watch baseball yeah like so i mean indianapolis they don't have a major league baseball team but that's where i want to end up that's where i want to put my company Eventually, I wanted to represent all three sports, be a full-service company, so baseball, basketball, football. And one other thing that I'm really passionate about is helping the athletes start their own businesses. So, like, when I talk, when I see athletes, let's say, opening their own clothing brand or here in Bloomington, we've got Eric Gordon for the – was the Rockets. I'm not sure where he's at now. but like I think, he's opened, I think it still may be the Rockets. Okay, because he's, he's opened up his – he's opened up a restaurant here in town. And I just, I just love seeing that. Just athletes using their platform in sports to do something more. Like, I think there's no reason Kyle Schwarber, who went to IU, played baseball here, there's no reason he should not have something in town making money. Because people would go to it just because it's Kyle Schwarber, World Series champion. No, yeah, literally. Like, I don't know why he hasn't done anything either. But something else I want to talk to you about was the college athletes not being paid. Like, I don't know what your perspective on it was because okay. you're, yeah. you're in that so, field. Um, I actually have I actually have a call with someone this week, uh, Justin Johnson, um, who I interviewed last week for the podcast. I actually have a call with him to potentially work for him with the and the name image likeness rights because I'm a big advocate on athletes getting paid for their for their marketing. I don't think they should be played for actually playing the sport, just because there's really no way you can control that. Yeah. Because if you set if you set a set price like. Trevor Lawrence is obviously more valuable than a backup lineman somewhere. And yeah. it's just, there'd be so many lawsuits. There'd be a lot of just like people would say, Oh, it's discrimination for this and that. So I think to keep it amateur and not pay them for sports, but give them the opportunity to um, make money off their name, image and likeness. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with you. Like I agree with the wage thing because like you can't, you can't pay like a D three golfer, more than like Trevor Lawrence, so like you can definitely make like money off the personal brand. Like, there's no reason why like Baylor's point guard can't make a T-shirt and sell it. Or, like, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know if you remember, but like a couple years ago, there was like the Jelly Fan movement, like the layup, like yeah. the weird layup, and they could like they probably I'm not even kidding, they would have made millions of dollars, but they couldn't because they were college athletes and they would yeah. have lost their scholarships. Well, even another example would be Jalen Suggs this year when he hit that shot to put Gonzaga in the championship yep yeah he could he, put that on the shirt easy. yeah he would he would have made he would have made a million plus dollars just because I mean that shot everyone was watching the final four they saw that shot plus already he was already a top prospect in the NBA draft this year and, yeah but it's, it's just stuff like that like there's no reason why 
any college athlete can't make money off their own personal brand. Like there's no reason for that. Like I just don't, I just never understood that before. I would say, I would say the next three years. So by the time I'm still in school, I think throughout the United States, every, every athlete will be able to make money off their name, image, and likeness. Cause I know California and Florida, they should be passing a bill very, very soon to allow that. And once one state does, I mean, every state's going to have to, because you can't allow, let's say USC or UCLA have that, have them have an upper hand in recruiting by saying, Oh, well, if you come here, you can make extra money by your name just because you play, you play for us and you're a great athlete. Right. I, I 100% agree with you on that. But um, I've been look I've been looking a lot into it the past two weeks, I'd say. And there's a lot of regulations. So once they do pass the bill, the athletes won't be able to wear their school's color or like the logos or anything like that. So that's one thing that I thought, I don't know, like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to think about that because like obviously so- if you use the school's name and like, not the name, but the logo and their color, like you're kind I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird to think about. I just don't know why it's such a big deal to them. Why the players don't make their money. Cause like, I just never understood that before. Like there's no reason why people like athletes can't have a YouTube channel and like not make money off of it. Like there was a kid, I think it was 2016. He ran cross country and uh, he had to pick between his YouTube channel or his scholarship, his college scholarship. I was like, there's no reason. Like, I just don't yeah. understand it. It's just, well, and he, if he went in and I, he could. Yeah. In NIA, you can make money off your name, image, and likeness. Yeah. It's just the level of talent in the NIA isn't what is NCAA D1, where you those type of athletes are the ones who are desired. Yeah, top tier, best athletes around the world come into schools and, like, they can't even get paid. Like, not get paid, but, like, make their own money off their own brand. Yeah. But, all right. Well, I th- I appreciate you coming on, and – Hopefully sometime we can collaborate, deck chat in the JKR podcast. Thanks for having me, man, for sure. Yeah, once I get my equipment set up and everything going off, for sure, have you on. But, um, yeah, just thank you for inviting me, having me on, bro, for sure. We got to link up this summer, hang out, yeah. talk business, all that stuff. Yeah. Might have to go golf and you golf? I don't, but I can. I'll go. Right. Well, I'm not I'm not a good golfer. I just have clubs and I just go to course and mess around. So maybe we can do that. All right, we can do that for sure. All right, see you later. All right, see you, bro. Another great episode in the books. I really enjoyed this one with Lucas. I mean, hell, he even motivated me a little bit. He'll be doing some big things in life. I believe that guy, he's very motivated. I believe in him very much. But make sure to check out the other episode that drops today with Jeff Duzan as he discusses the NFL draft coming up in four days. Then this Friday, we also have got Tyler Alamo, former Chicago Cub prospect, coming on to the podcast. So make sure to give that a listen. Got some great content coming up these next few weeks, so you got to make sure to check it out. Also, if you are not following us on Twitter, Instagram, make sure to check us out there. We've got a bunch of things going out on that. A little bit of an enlightening Thursday. We're up to week number four now. Have some great quotes from uh, previous podcast episodes, so make sure to check that out as well. Um, If you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure to subscribe to us. Give us a like. Give us a review if you want. So I'll I'll check you guys next week.